How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Revive Stronger podcast. As always, I am your host, Steve Hall, and today I have Charlie Zhang on the podcast. There's a reason why I've paused so much on that. You'll find out why in the podcast. And we talk all about Charlie, how he became to work with RP, how he transitioned to bodybuilding, his future plans and goals, and how his recent bodybuilding prep went, what is different in his training to Mike's, many questions like this and more. It was a really fun chat, so definitely enjoy that. And as a reminder, please, if you have time, take a moment head over to Spotify and rate us out of five. Give us a five out of five, please. We have over 100 ratings there now, which is fantastic, so we can reach more people. And as ever, if you're listening to this, tag us over on Instagram. Make sure that we know that you're listening. I like to see all of those and share the podcast around. It's highly appreciated. Thank you, guys. And without further ado, let's get into the show. Hi guys, welcome to the Revive Stronger podcast. I'm your host, as always, Steve Hall, and today I have Charlie Banks on the podcast. Charlie has been on once before, and that was three-way with uh, Jared and Mike as well. And I think the majority of our listeners tune into a lot of the episodes of Mike, and so hopefully they're already following Team Full Rom, and they're following Charlie as well. Uh, and I, I, I like how my name is also getting, uh, my internet persona and my real life persona is getting mashed together that's the first time someone called me charlie banks i usually get charlton which is neither are my name (laughs) (laughs) wait this is because instagram names are becoming people's real life names yeah and this is confusing people including myself I probably didn't make that mistake the first time you were on, though. I probably got it right, and I've just no. Been, you got it could... right, and and you pronounced my last name correctly, which is uh, Zhang. Kudos to you, Zhang. Exactly. Yes, yeah. I'm For just people... realizing what I've done here. Yeah, <laughs> I no, want to no, restart, but you, 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 hey, go ahead. Shut we'll up. pretend it like that happened. <laughs> it's because I'm looking at. I think I've got some notes here, and it's like your Instagram handles there, and I can see Charlton Banks. I'm like, no, I know Charlie's like what you normally uh called not you know charlton <laughs> I, I don't fault you for it because um you know uh you're overseas and you know charlton banks is a play off of carlton banks uh fresh fresh of bel-air which is a you know us tv show so yeah i haven't watched that in a long time it's kind of like the simpsons i've not really it's like going but i don't actually realize it <laughs> too much into anime nowadays yeah keep sure. not keeping up with that stuff uh so yeah hopefully people know Chal- charlton banks over on instagram or Ch- charlie young uh jong sorry i'm gonna say it wrong and go completely <laughs> off it uh so he is well affi- affiliated while he works for rp um and actually that's the the first well and he is he works for rp Team Full Rom um, has has his own clothing business as well, uh, which is really cool, and is a competitive bodybuilder and was previously a very competitive powerlifter. But we're not too interested at that over on this channel, uh, <laughs> so we won't t- talk too much about it. But Charlie, I think pe- I'm interested as well, although I think I have a, a pretty decent idea, but probably not a very in depth one. What is it you do at RP? I think people would probably be interested to hear. Oh, um, you know, just a little bit of marketing here and there. Yeah, no, I'm the VP of uh, marketing and branding over at RP. So, um, yeah, anything you see in terms of marketing, advertising, branding, all that, you know, customer facing uh, assets, uh, I kind of oversee over here at RP. So that doesn't mean you run the uh, RP strength Instagram, does it? I don't run it. No, actually. My wife is actually, uh, I started working for RP about mid 2021 and she's a social media manager. But oh. um, yeah, a lot of the, uh, you know, copy and assets that we put forth in there, uh, you know, gets run by me also. So kind of oversee things here uh, in that regard. What was it that, where did you, where were you before that? And how did you get to be in the position you're in? 
Um, so I started working for RP. Ooh, this is my fifth year. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, prior to that, uh, I worked in finance, budget, uh, you know, for health insurance company, uh, Comcast. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Comcast, a big uh, telecommunications company here right. over the States. Um, yeah, things like that, all in budget and finance. Uh, got bored of that. Uh, that's right around the time I kind of uh, met Mike and uh, we started chatting and I kind of just started uh, over here at RP um, trying to set up, I guess, their uh, partnership, athletes, you know, affiliation program and kind of, uh, yeah, here I am now. <laughs> so. Yeah, I can actually imagine I mean, I can't imagine because I haven't done it, but I, we have a small team of coaches at Revive and like it's hard enough communicating and staying in touch, let alone kind of trying to communicate with all your different athletes, which I imagine there's actually a lot more than I'm even at all aware of because I know there's a lot into CrossFit and everything. For sure. Um, so right around the time, um, I'm not sure when you were, I guess, aware of RP's existence. Do you remember their old logo? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so the first thing I did coming on board after the whole uh, uh, when they decided to kind of let me uh, help rebrand is I got rid of that. Yeah, <laughs> so, I like the old logo, but I imagine it's not very... Uh, <laughs> not very aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I, th I, I should know off the top of my head, but I think it was 2015 was when we brought... Oh, we, me and... Uh, uh, Mike Samuels at the time brought over uh, James and Mike and that was my first like I, I read the scientific strength uh, book uh, the principles of strength training and I was like wow this has packaged things up and made it really understandable versus everything else I've read so then we brought Mike and James over and that's where my relationship with those guys really started and then we started okay. kind of getting Mike on the podcast because he's insanely smart and good at answering questions and that's where yes, the q a exploded <laughs> so yeah it sounds like you were it, it kind of been long after that where they they kind of started rebranding and becoming i mean yeah, they really a couple of years after that yeah i think uh <laughs> yeah when you kind of linked up with them it was still, what the logo was still was it the weird um uh silhouette of the jack guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we call him trap man over here because he has just like disproportionately large traps like that no one would ever have and yeah i killed him sorry guys <laughs> so i guess actually i mean it's hard to say but you could be responsible for a lot of the growth of rp as well because despite being behind the scenes like rp have done very well since the time you've been there which is awesome so We've got uh, to give yeah, a bunch I mean, of credit like, we to, all play our to part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we all play our part. You know, it's 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 not a one man team over here for sure. Uh, you know, everyone's super talented, super driven, uh, and you know, always looking for places to grow and improve here at RP, which is why I love working here. Um, there are no slackers here, right? Everyone's uh, improving the company and you know themselves, and just it's it's a real pleasure to work with a crew like this. So. Awesome. It's good to know. And uh, so something I wanted to shift gears, uh, I know before bodybuilding, you were into powerlifting and uh, that was a, kind of the way you were going. But you've not been into bodybuilding actually that long. It's only, it's been like, less, is it less than five years. years where you've been formally like three specifically? Years. Yeah. Yeah. Three years or so, I'd say. And I think I've seen you do a Q&A before where someone has asked like, will you ever go back to powerlifting? Are you, are you out and out a bodybuilder now? Are you sold? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I uh, decided a long time ago, pretty much at that three year mark that I will never return to powerlifting. Uh, it's just, um, I, I gave it up because of constant recurring like training injuries, not severe ones, just like the, you know, the nagging ones that just didn't let me train. Uh, how I wanted to, and uh, yeah, kind of uh, knew my limit at that point, and kind of shifted gears under the uh, advice of uh, Mike, and uh, here I am now, an okay bodybuilder. <laughs> Hella jacked. Hella jacked. Uh, the the last show you did, just I shared your your shot. I don't tend to do too many of those sort of like sharing of like I don't know other competitors and things, but I was just like, man, 
like it was just an inc- like incredible video of just showing off like your physique and the potential that you have, which is really exciting because you are only three years in, which is crazy. Not to discredit all the work you did before that because you're already pretty jacked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 was, I, was, I had a piece of my muscle, you know, before from powerlifting, you know, covered in about a few layers of fat, <laughs> but it was there. <laughs> For you, Charlie, what were the biggest changes you initially had to kind of, or if you struggled with any of them or the, the biggest changes to your training from powerlifting, getting into bodybuilding? Oh, that would be easy one. That would be um, uh, focusing on the mind-muscle connection and not just moving weights, not just moving the most weight I can, because that's what a powerlifter does, right? Um, you're just trying to find little tricks, little little you know, tips from people just to kind of be able to move more weight, and you don't care about mind-muscle connection whatsoever. Um, and that was, that's something I'm still learning. You know, it's a never ending learning process. Uh, every time I think I've hit that level of like, oh, this is like, man, this is what it is. And then like a few months later, uh, that mind muscle connection improves. I get bigger pumps. I really feel that muscle engaged during that movement. Um, yeah, when I first started the first year and a half or so, yeah, about that, uh, Back movements, rows, pull downs, I couldn't feel that at all. And when, like, when at all, like, pump did not exist. I didn't know what it was back there. I couldn't feel the muscle, but now, every time time I train back, like, I get the gnarliest pump back there. And I I think I've, you know, uh, figured it out. But, you know, like I said, months down the line, I'll figure uh, out, uh, you know, maybe a new uh, tempo. On the eccentric or concentric, uh, that helps me even feel it more. So, yeah, that that's the biggest thing for me. Yeah, I think I've, I'm I'm exactly the same because I think I I went through a period where it was like, particularly for back. I, I don't know if you're the same with this, Charlie, but there's like pristine, perfect technique on paper, and if you do it like that, it's all right. But then if you for some things like pull downs, if I am uh, just use a little bit more kind of drive on the way down, like it just feels that much better yes. but you might someone might be like oh but you're moving that a little bit quick do you find that for back training like some of them you have to use almost like a bit of more it, force it, than that concentric it's funny that you bring that up so um the first motorcycle uh of this prior prep i did um i decided to put a really really big focus on technique on like perfecting technique uh and to me that was pretty much zero momentum right total control of the weights throughout the whole range of motion, eccentric, concentric. And I had the same experience as you. I just was not getting the same amount of uh, pumps uh, as I was, um, disruption, all that jazz. Um, and then I had, you know, I chatted with Mike and he said, yeah, you know, that's where you want to start, but you know, everyone's a little different. And uh, if you were feeling big pumps, with a little bit more maybe you know momentum let's say like a little more force on the way down to kind of get that contraction like during a pull down for you that's perfect technique the perfect technique is what gives you the best sfr for that movement it doesn't just mean that you're controlling the weight the whole way through and then you know as soon as you said that yeah it clicked i'm like that's obvious right to me but it's something that needs to be said something i've been told um and as soon as i started kind of Going back to my old ways, boom, huge pumps again, soreness, all that jazz. So, yeah. I like that. And I think the the listeners will appreciate that as well, because I think we we'll probably have a lot of potentially younger guys who are kind of wanting to have that like full team, full ROM and like perfect technique. And they maybe actually that's probably a really good starting point for them because they probably don't have the ability to have like the my muscle connection but like you said as you get more experience with it you start developing that and then you start potentially doing it a little bit different to how textbook it is it's nuance right it's like slight shifts it's not like i'm not saying that you know heaving the weight up during a row is going to be good for anyone like likely not right but maybe a little bit of, you know, you know, uh, hip drive right off the ground just to get it started. To, it might give you a better contraction up top. Who knows? Yeah. So things like that. 
and actually, because we're on the topic, this wasn't a question, but it's something I'm interested about. I, I don't know how long Team Full ROM have been a thing, um, but I'd be interested to hear how it developed, um, what the future, or actually you've already just recently released, a, I guess, what would have been a future plan, but it, it's now a full thing. So you can talk about that a little bit. But personally, it's it's surprising. Like, I know like there's always in the industry when you say something like, I don't know, you're a team or like it feels dogmatic, but people kind of understand what the message is behind it. And it's really nice, I think, actually. And I think it spread a really positive message uh, throughout like bodybuilding. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, how did it come to be? Uh, and where's so, it going? Yeah, so now, now that I think about it, um, so when Mike and I were training partners, when he lived in Philadelphia, uh, we, you know, train. And I think you already know between sets, all we do is joke around. We joke around the whole time uh like make fun of like pretty much like not actual people out there but you know the typical gym bro like hey brother what's up da, 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 right <laughs> yeah. so uh we kind of had the idea like we should make t-shirts that kind of like poke fun a little bit at that you know and also you know maybe uh kind of promote you know what we think is proper training so that was like last year or a year and a half yeah about a year ago um i started making um some t-shirt designs um and that's all it was and we're having fun with it and people seem to like it how uh, people bought into it and uh like like you said now we have this uh kind of community that we just started um and people seem to really enjoy it um we already have over 300 members and uh everyone's in there chatting with each other uh kind of bouncing ideas off each other about training and diet and all that stuff and uh yeah it started as a joke pretty much <laughs> so i'm guessing it isn't like you haven't got like a business objective for 2022 it's more of a let's see it's more of not a hobby as such but more of just a enjoyment like a, an enjoyable side project that seems to be actually going pretty well yeah 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 yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's 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 very cool to see. Actually, I don't. I told Mike, but I'm going to tell you now, and I don't know how much it means. But I was kind of not. I guess surprised is the wrong word. But I was like, wow, this is this is awesome. There was someone in my gym. I'm just in <clears throat> Vauxhall, London. Like it's just a commercial gym that I train at. And there was a guy there with. Um, he had a what was it? Are you scared of the depth or something? Oh, I can't remember nice. what, what it says yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. He had a, Are you afraid of deep squats? Yeah, yes, that's the one. Yeah. So he had that T-shirt on. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think I was what, deep in prep and also like nearing the end of my workout. I was like, I'm not going to kind of go out my way to go speak For to For sure. Guy, I, know, I totally understand <laughs> you at that point. It's like, ugh, like I want to say something, but it requires energy and movement yeah. and thoughts. <laughs> I hate being that person in the gym, but the last you probably yeah, you know what it's like the last oh, yeah, month I of prep. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. I I know that feeling. Especially for you guys, uh it's much harder. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh I have no idea. So actually talking about prep, that is something I wanted to talk about was your first season um and then also reflecting upon this past season. Uh how have you felt like they've gone for you uh what were your kind of biggest take-homes from each season um and i guess yeah that's a good place to start uh well i'd say my first prep um you know for my first show in early 2021 is my first one i mean the only other kind of prep we've done was the year prior we did like a little test one like leading up to a show that we may or may not have done we end up not doing it because covid it shut everything down. Oh, I thought, yeah, you didn't actually, I actually just watched a video today where you were like, yeah. we just did a so, practice photo shoot. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty much just like <laughs> a diet, intense diet rather than a full prep. But um, my actual first prep in 2021, um, that went pretty smooth. Uh, you know, we learned a lot from that kind of like test prep, whatever you want to call it, of a year prior. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say I got pretty lean. I, th I think the show went well. Uh, got overall at the St. Louis IPC, whatever championship, whatever it's called. <laughs> Either way, my whole goal is to qualify for nationals and that happened. Um, the peak went, you know, fairly decent. Uh, I'd say for vast majority of uh, competitors, a peak like that, they'd be pretty happy with. Uh, and then this prior prep, um, 
we started uh, at a place where I was uh, kind of borderline, like maybe a little too fat, maybe, you know, not enough time uh, for the, uh, to get lean enough to uh, look like how I want to look at nationals. So um, the diet was a little more aggressive. It was a little shorter, uh, less calories. So it did, you know, towards the end, get the best of me a bit, <laughs> uh, as you know. Um, that last month of prep is brutal. Uh, so it was definitely tougher in that regard, uh, towards the end, especially with all the, you know, special sports supplements, um, you know, dabbled in some new stuff. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that was quite the experience, uh, but I came out, you know, unscathed for the most part. Um, and, uh, the big takeaway there was actually, uh, Jared Feather handled my whole peak. Uh, the one prior, it was um, Broderick Chavez over at Team Evil GSP. It's pretty much, he gave me his template for it and I followed it. It worked great. It worked, probably works great for most people. Uh, but Jared was very, you know, hands-on. He came to the show with me. So he literally handed me stuff to drink or eat <laughs> at given times. Um, and uh, I think the conditioning showed a lot on stage. Uh, my goal internally, I know it's something that, you know, you, you, I, should, I shouldn't have had this goal because it's something I can't control 100% because you don't know what other competitors are going to, you know, come in as, but I wanted to be the leanest super heavyweight there. And uh, I think looking at the photos now, I was. <laughs> um, and uh, that's all thanks to Jared. Um, we pretty much, I would say, nailed down my peak to 90%. So, uh, all that data is going to be uh, very valuable going forward, um, <clears throat> whatever I compete next. Uh, so, yeah. Hey, Pascal here. I just wanted to take the moment to talk about our membership site. Inside, you'll find a thriving forum, an extensive exercise library, courses, presentations, and research reviews. All I need you to do is hit the link in the description below and sign up. Fantastic. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, being <clears throat> at least being your leanest and be, I don't know, being one of the leanest or as lean as the leanest guy very much like feels like it should be in most competitors control, depending yeah. on how the peak goes, although that's still in your control somewhat. But I guess particularly from what I understand on the kind of enhanced side, peaking is a little bit more complicated <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, versus yeah. the natural side. Uh, surprisingly enough, though, um, I, I, Jared peaked me in a way that he would of peaked pretty much anyone else okay yeah so uh my first peak you know there was some uh, very very minor use of diuretics uh but this one none like zilch which some people go like what but you're you you're the npc what why, why would you not and jared just you know he's tested it himself and you know a lot in this previous uh season so like he was very confident in that there was no need for it. Um, so yeah, there were those last days, few days, there's none used and I've never been as lean or as dry as that. It was pretty much all fluid, sodium and carb manipulation. Fantastic. Yeah, I yeah. mean, much safer that way as well. Yeah. So um, I guess you probably felt better than what a lot of competitors feel when they hit yeah, the stage. Yeah, I felt, I felt great the last few days, you know? Uh, you know, the, the last 24 hours sucked, you know, no fluids, <laughs> uh, munching on, uh, like a hundred rice cakes without water, like barely any water. It's, it's not as fun as you think it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Just start getting cuts in your mouth. You're like, Ooh, blood. That's oh, kind of oh, liquids <laughs> real quick, real quick, actually. So the aftermath, I don't know why it, why it took a couple days of delay, but as soon as I pretty much landed in Philadelphia, like uh, two days later after the show, my whole mouth, there was lesions everywhere in my mouth. And it was oh, wow. inflamed, like gums. I couldn't eat anything uh, stiffer than oatmeal without excruciating pain. Like bread, I would bite it and I would have tears welling up in my eyes. Oh. Yeah, yeah it, it was bad for a whole week um, to a point where um, one of my doctors, he had to prescribe me liquid lidocaine to swish it around my mouth. Oh, wow. Just be able to eat. 
Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking, this is sacrifice to win style stuff. Uh, I know yeah, you're a yeah, big this, fan of that, uh, <laughs> that philosophy. Something to be mindful of next time. <laughs> um, just kind of rewind. I know you said this prep and kind of getting to the level of condition kind of hurt as such, I guess. What for you is the hardest part of that? Is it like, is it the the enhancements or is it kind of the, the mood swings, the hunger, the low energy levels? Um, it's definitely so i don't i mean mood swings here and there nothing too i mean obviously you're hungry you're irritated things like that uh, my main thing was the low energy but that was also from last prep um low energy and just like not really caring about much and that kind of like for me the worst part is like people that i care about around me I can't react the way I want to. Like I, I don't smile as much. I don't laugh as much. And that, but that's what really gets to me, to be honest. It's not. I don't care for the hunger. Hunger's hunger. It, you know, goes away, comes back. You know, you you expect it, but uh, it's rough when you can't uh, express uh, your positive emotions, happiness, joy, things like that, to people that you know you care about, and they care about you, and they know what you're going through, and it's just hard to kind of like you know connect um especially when it's like you know a month two months long and it gets worse and worse and worse yeah, as prep goes on so i think for me that was the the worst part that's actually really interesting because i guess i i could i definitely i have one example which i don't know if this is this would um relate or not but the example you've made me think of is actually expressing your own emotions it's like when i did various shows and did particularly like well at one or what have you like i just was just like eh. like it, it wasn't like i couldn't really be happy for it but the other example was like if my girlfriend was telling me about her day at work and i just like in my head like i don't give a shit <laughs> like it's really bad i don't know yeah, if both yeah, of those it's really bad, <laughs> but, then, but then on the outside you're kind of like <laughs> like straight just like mm, mm, mm. and but you want to care yeah that's, yeah. that's, that's the difficult part uh yeah for me that was yeah that was that was rough <laughs> you kind of i don't know if like it's fair to say you kind of change as a person in a little bit like there's less of you or like, there's less of you yeah i would yeah. say yeah the change <laughs> is that there's less of you correct 100 percent. yeah you that's have exactly pets, how right I would... yes i have a, a dog a maggie I, uh, that broke my heart actually so i play with her and then now i play with her all the time right but i would not have the energy to just like go up and like you know, hey, Maggie, what's up? And like, every time I look at her, I'm like, oh, what's wrong with me? <laughs> That's something yeah. I noticed. I was like, I walk, like it was very much a process. Like I need to get my steps in. I'm taking you out for a walk. We're not sniffing. We're just walking, putting yeah. her along. And you get uh, irritated if they're sniffing, but you know, it's like, that's what dogs do. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, and then to talk about, actually you're just, I don't know if it's something you would find easy because it's quite open question but like what is your mentality when you're going through prep um like your mindset and things like this obviously we joked about kind of sacrifice to win and there's like people who say they're going to war and stuff and i i in some ways i can see how people go down that route but what's your preferred way of like viewing prep and going through the process um a couple things like one it's something that i told myself i'm going to do uh and i'm going to do it <laughs> You know, uh, as long as it's not, um, you know, out of uh, range of, uh, you know, things like health markers and things like that, right? Um, and the next thing is uh, mainly, uh, I don't want to disappoint anyone around me, you know, uh, especially like my wife or people close to me that see me constantly. It's like, they see what I'm going through and I, I can't, I don't treat them the way I'd like to. So if I can't pull this through, you know, go through this whole thing, that's like all for not. It's just like, it feels like icky. And also, you know, Mike, Jared, got a whole team behind me, RP, everyone. I can't let them down. So that, that's a big thing. And that alone for me, it's gives me all the like drive I need to go on and finish it the way I want to. I know from what I've seen in terms of why you like bodybuilding particularly is like you're very process oriented you like the data you like the plans all of those aspects of bodybuilding yeah. big time yeah that's a big thing too yeah especially like you said uh i love all that stuff so when we write the plan out 
for for day one all the way up until the end, and then I had my uh, targets, and then I had my empty list of actuals, like a whole column just actual need to fill out. Oh man, I like I can't have an off day because then everyone's it ruins it for me. <laughs> I need like a hundred percent completion rate, so that's another thing. <laughs> Like I'm the type of guy that uh, I don't know if you were like this. You you, you play RPGs growing I up. I have before. Yes. So you know how RPGs pretty much free form. You can do whatever you want or not do what you want for the most part. I'm that guy that tries to like place an RPG first and then plays it again to get every single side quest and every single like <laughs> max out every stat. I'm that guy. <laughs> Meticulous to, well, I can't even say to a fault because I don't know if that's faulting anything. But yeah, definitely, I, I can see that. Um, and I think that is very much why you've been successful uh, as a bodybuilder, but also in like with RP and why you're kept on and you do really well there is because you get your job done to a very good degree and like you put your mind to something, you're going to get it done. So uh, I think that's at least something people can take from that. Um, I imagine the people who you, in your head, I say in your head, because I imagine they're telling you they're going to, they're like, you're not going to disappoint me. Like, it's fine, whatever. Uh, it, it, they constantly tell me that, yeah. but like, I don't believe that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need to prove myself constantly. Um, no, no, no. I mean, I, I joke, I half joke. Uh, like, I, I, I know that uh, I could never truly disappoint them in that way, but you know, uh, it's something you have to remind yourself all the time. <laughs> when is your, now you're, I think we said off air, you're like three weeks post-show, right? Yeah, I'm in my third week right now. So, uh, yeah. Apart from the mouth issues, how's that like post-show period look for you? How, like, has it gone how you wanted it to go? Um, yeah, where, yep. where are you now? How you, well, you seem like you're in a good position at least. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the first week, as you know, first week or two is kind of weird. It's not rough, it's weird, right? Because like you're getting back to normal, but you're still in that weird, like some days, sometimes the day you're just kind of off. You feel like you're not back in prep, but the mood's weird. So I'm kind of like leveling off now, which is good. My hunger hormones are kind of uh, on its way back to baseline. Although it takes for me, my last prep took about a month, month and a half. So this is what I assume will take about that long too, uh, maybe a little longer because I do get leaner this time. Um, but besides that, uh, energy is pretty good. Uh, training is, you know, you, you, you know, post-show training. <laughs> it's just gnarly as pumps ever, right? Um, yeah, everything's going fine. Body weight is, uh, I'm like a 260 holding right now. That's uh, up from my artificial low the day, the morning of my show to of two thirty, but that's completely dried out and stuff like that. I'd say I'm more like you know towards the end of the day, carved up all that was two. I waited two thirty, so yeah, that's a better like I guess mark marker. Some I'd say about up twenty, little over twenty pounds yeah. from show day. Um, put on quite a bit of body fat in that time, which was you know that's what we wanted. Try to get get that fat back as quickly as possible. Uh, enjoyed myself, ate plenty of good food, was averaging first two weeks about like over 7,000, 7,500 calories a day. So right now I'm back down around five to 5,500 calories a day. And uh, my hunger's not too crazy. And yeah, we're uh, trucking along now. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's like you said, it, the post-show period, mentally and like it, you, you just feel a bit out of sorts for a while and mm -hmm. like it's fun, but it's also kind of not fun at the same time because you're just, you kind of just wanting to feel normal as soon as possible, which I guess the body fat is a big part of that, which is yeah, good. Yeah, you get the hunger thing where it's like, especially the first week or two, you eat and eat and eat and you know you should, you're, you're full. But your brain says, nah, you're not full and you can eat more and then you get to this point where like, oh no. I've overdone it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've always struggled post-show to allow myself to do things like that. I'm quite restrained. So oh, after okay. my last season, well, not the last, the one before the last, I was like almost over two months post-show and I was up like, I think I was up like five or six pounds or less than that. Were you afraid to uh, lose the leanness? <clears throat> Is that what it was? Or I think I thought that I felt better than I did. And I was like, oh, I can just 
go post-show into a normal mass phase and gain nice and slowly. And it's like, nah. <laughs> so I think no, it was you, a bit yeah, of a... You, okay. So you learned from it at least, right? Yeah. <laughs> this time was much better because I was in Vegas. So it was like eating oh, out. Oh, you're at, like... surrounded by all the food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think there was, I mean, according to how much my body weight came up, I must have been in like a 10,000 calories at some days. Like Ooh. where it's just, but it's easy. It's, it's actually, I guess it's like you said, it just. No, I got that to you for the 10,000 calorie day. I, I haven't hit one of those this whole I, post. I mean, I didn't track it. I'm just like. Maybe I did. I don't know. Let's let's say I, I mean, did. I, I'm known for the you know having a terrible, terrible appetite. Yeah, so. you are. <laughs> it's gonna be around. <laughs> and actually, that's something I was gonna ask in terms of comp prep versus like off season massing versus cutting. Which do you find easier? Uh, why? Ooh, as a whole, or a bit? Can I can I split split it up? Of- Okay, easiest is uh, for me uh, the first half of a prep. Yeah, because um, I don't have to cram food down my gullet. Um, and the first half of prep for me, I don't get hungry much. And if I do, I don't mind a little bit of hunger. A little bit of hunger when I'm not deep into prep because you know I haven't felt I, I haven't like built up all that diet fatigue yet gives me like this weird boost of energy during the day to get be more productive get more work done uh, i still have my pep in my step like very energetic all that jazz training's great so that's probably my favorite time is the first half of prep and then i say first half of mass is coming close second you know you could eat all tasty foods you get nasty pumps you're not too fat yet so it feels pretty good yeah, um and then i'd say probably the last Half of prep is my third choice, and and then the last half of mass. I hate that part. <laughs> yeah, where it's like nothing you put in your mouth tastes good. You could have like the tastiest food in front of you, or any other time of the uh, year, you just love to eat. And yeah, it's just a chore to eat constantly. Um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that part, but. <laughs> No, that's, uh, I, I call the first like part of prep or like those sort of diets, like a honeymoon phase. Like, it's just mm-hmm. like, I guess it's the honeymoon phase of both. Like, the, like we're both in that kind of on that honeymoon phase of mass now where I'm just like, I have a good appetite. I can eat plenty and like, it just feels good. Whereas I only got to that point of like, where I really pushed my body away up to new heights, which led me down the track of that second half of mass, which I'd never, I'd always just kind of stayed in the, that honeymoon point and just then cut mm-hmm. that down and didn't push through. But I think there's something to pushing through it. Um, For sure. Especially because I imagine your training is going very well still at that point. Yeah. So you have trouble with uh, pretty much cramming down food for that last half also? Yeah, it's like where you have, I don't know, a plate in front of you. You'll be halfway through and you just have to put it to the side because you're literally, like I got to the point where I was like literally force feeding where I felt like I was yeah. going to gag if I was. You don't You don't want another Charlie incident. Yeah, you know. <laughs> do we need to actually, did we t- do the Charlie incident on the round set? We can do it again. That, what happened? Yeah, I'll do a quick, quick uh, recap of it. And anyone that uh, wants more detail, you can go to watch uh the round table but um what happened was uh about what five years ago now or so maybe six um powerlifting trying to gain weight uh cramming food on my in my face at all hours of the day um and uh, i have a very poor appetite so it was just like brutal up to the point where i was dry heaving and just tears rolling down my eyes at every meal just like mm-hmm and like vomiting and putting it back is it was not fun and that happened for like about several months and then one day i woke up in the middle of the night uh felt really weird because i didn't sleep that night and then i went to the bathroom and i vomited uh something that looked like uh, coffee grounds and i was very confused and then five minutes later i started vomiting more but this time it was just blood and not streaks of blood just blood like someone dumped like a blood packet into the sink so I drove myself to the ER, uh, almost passing out halfway the whole way through, puking blood all the way into the ER. They put me in the back. Um, they got me to the OR after I puked more blood against the wall and nurses. Um, and I woke up in ICU. And they told me that I had a Mallory Weiss tear, pretty much split my esophagus in half. 
like lengthwise um and i was bleeding entirely the whole time and i lost uh half of my blood volume wow spent a week in the icu took me a long time to recover after that and they pretty much said yeah it was a constant force feeding dry heaving that constantly put stress on the esophagus and the acid kind of just staying there because i couldn't digest some food and that was mainly because of poor food choices um okay. a lot of fats uh which some people are fine with but i i'm asian you can tell uh, uh the asians technically don't have east asians don't typically genetically uh, uh digest fats that well just from their diets you know a lot of rice root vegetables things like that so i was just eating the wrong foods and couldn't digest it properly and uh after that about mike that's kind of around the time i met mike mike's like hey why don't you try like you know way more carbs and less fats He's like, it might be good for you. And I'm like, oh, I never tried that. And I did. And I had no issues regarding dry heaving, things like that from that point on. Except for leg training. Then, you know, all, all bets go out the window. <laughs> I guess I guess you're probably far enough away from it now where it doesn't worry you. But it's like, I don't know, any injury or something, you get sure. near to that point and you kind of get a bit of PTSD almost. Yeah, yeah. So like... uh I think Mike worries more about it than I do. I don't worry about it too much, but he does every time. Once in a while, he reminds me, when you're eating during mass, you know, make sure you don't eat to the point where you're driving again. <laughs> so, but, you know, uh, I'm like pretty much at this point on uh, Omeprazole, which is a Prilosec or yeah. things like that. Yeah. 40 milligrams a day, every day, pretty much for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Just keep the, you know, acid, because yeah. we don't want a repeat of that. That was... No fun, no fun for anyone. <laughs> this because I actually for me I went to the the doctor in the end to the GP because I wasn't like to know it didn't seem ridiculous like I'm not you I'm not huge like it's just like I'm just like getting bigger than the average person but nothing crazy so they were gonna kind of give me a meprazole and antiacids and things I was like I don't have any of the other symptoms of why you'd be taking this apart from I have zero hunger and like <laughs> zero appetite to eat food. Uh, so I guess for you, it, it mini cut something that you use to help dissipate this or like work. With yeah, this. mini cuts help a ton. Yes, yeah. uh, you know, like you know, it's only a few small weeks, you know, short weeks of dieting, you know, pretty aggressively. But uh, in those uh, short weeks, I drop like several percentage body fat, and my appetite just like comes back like that. It's like, you know, I wouldn't say starting a fresh mass but like rolling back at least double the amount i time i spent in the mini cuts in the mass so yeah. it's a invaluable tool and you're, you're you're in a better spot you know to put on muscle at that point too because you drop you know a little bit of body fat that you know you probably shouldn't carry so yeah yeah i think that's whenever people are like getting they're like oh how long should i mass for and things like this it's like well there's two things you have to look at either like legitimately you've got a terrible appetite and you're having real problems almost to the point of force feeding you're not i don't know and you've tried out you're not just eating all clean food like <laughs> with your yeah. fiber at like 100 plus grams and it's just crazy because i guess yeah you hope people are already going down that route or you're at a, like a body fat where it's like yeah you're getting a bit soft you can't see your abs when you're flexing type of deal yeah and that, that's where the mini cut comes in so yeah that's really that's interesting i think useful for people to hear about and uh on relation to kind of calories and macros i know actually you said your calories but i've noticed on q a's uh on your post you're not a big fan of giving people out your macros uh i'd love for you to share why yeah so uh i don't like particularly sharing my exact macros because i know not everyone will do this but there will be at least a small handful of people that will try to take those macros guess my body weight use their body weight and kind of like come up with this weird like ratio of like what they should be doing but they don't know my training volume my training history my goals you know the time frame for those goals supplements i'm on uh, and all that well you know everything it's 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 not one-to-one -one. and if it was then there would be literally one diet with one equation that everyone could run and it'd be a perfect world and everyone would be jacked <laughs> and look the same right so uh, I just don't like people, uh, you know, getting themselves in trouble. I think a better resource for that is, you know, leading people like, you know, guys like you pretty much, uh, RP, you know, like books, 
read them. They're there. A lot. There's tons of free resources. You don't even buy them. There's tons of free resources uh, out there where you can learn. Uh, you know, it doesn't take much. You learn and then uh, build your own diet logically for yourself and make the adjustments as needed, rather than just trying to cookie cut your way into you know something that probably won't work the best for you. Hi guys, Steve here. Just wanted to take a moment of your time to remind you of our online coaching service. At Revive Stronger, we pride ourselves on providing personalized service that will take your physique and knowledge to the next level. If you're interested, check the description and sign up. Yeah, I think that's so well said because I, it's, I don't know, people, I, I guess people are also just genuinely interested but I just don't know what the value of it would be (laughs) because yeah, it's like you said, it's completely individual to you and you're just following the principles, which other people should go and kind of follow. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of, it's, it's not, it's not the same, but kind of similar to when um, I see like a hundred 50 pound male or female, anyone, someone like much lighter than me saying like, Oh, I wish I could eat that. It's like, well, you can, if you're my weight, but (laughs) I guarantee you that the amount that you're eating in ratio to relation to what I am is probably the same amount of fillingness, you know, to our sizes. So it's yeah. like, no, you don't, you trust me. You don't want to eat that day in day out. <laughs> it's like, if you were, I don't know, you love training. So you look at this, the same person's workout and you're like, I wish I could do that much volume or whatever it is. Cause they can no. probably do a lot more <laughs> recoverable volume than you. <laughs> yeah. You just, yeah, it would be wrong. So no, that that's, that's cool to hear actually. Um, and actually we got a question I, before I go there, I'm going to ask my kind of my uh, pre-programmed final questions was in terms of like bodybuilding, what is the goal for this off season? Do you have oh. kind of competitive plans already outlined? Where are you looking to go? Are you, are you specializing or yeah. How's that looking for you? Yeah. So we have a very rough outline at the moment. Um, our goal is for me to step on stage sometime in 2023, the back half. So it's uh, likely going to be either just shoot for nationals in 2023 or do North Americans and nationals, you know, double shots, uh, two chances, um, and put in between now and then put on 20 pounds of stage weight. So hopefully I'll be stepping on stage right around two high 250s, 260, so that uh, hopefully turn pro, we'll see, you know, that's all up to the judges. And if so, kind of directly roll into the pro leagues, as you call it, right? Um, Because I know a lot of times people turn pro and one or two things usually happens. One, they take a few years to put on the size to even be competitive in the pro leagues or two, they just end up not going anywhere. I'm trying to hopefully you know, shorten that period and just kind of roll into the pro series, uh, league, what do you want to call it? Um, so that's why we're taking such a long time, uh, in between this show and next, just so I can put on all that size and, uh, specialization, uh, this is no surprise, my back, (laughs) uh, most of it, it's my back's been the, um, focus for the past since we've, I've started bodybuilding. Uh, I think it's come up a lot since then. If you see photos from prior, uh, but there's still a ton of growing that needs to be done back there. So I'd say my back and my biceps, most, for the most part, side delts. Um, but yeah. Really cool. Yeah, it's 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 cool to, I guess it's the same in the natural leagues as well. Sometimes you see competitors, they go pro maybe a little earlier, like a bit premature. And then it's like, it's a bit tough for them. So if you can go pro like, and you're a legit pro at that point, then that's where the fun kind of kicks the fun up. The fun begins, right? Yeah. <laughs> what does for you specialization is that leaving the rest of your body at maintenance uh volumes or are you kind of putting them just on the back burner so they maybe grow slightly what's kind of your tend to go to that is it i guess higher frequencies as well for those body parts yeah so it's mainly uh depends on body part but like you said mainly maintenance slash slight growth so i focus you know slight growth on maybe parts like uh my chest uh my hamstrings uh, quads, I think I can get away with just kind of at, you know, MEV, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, shoulders. I just hammer all the time. Anyway, I could trade them pretty much every day with like yeah. infinite volume, which people say, oh, that's cool. It's like, no, it's not. I, I hate it. <laughs> I wish I could do less volume and, you know, a lot of them go, but I can't. Uh, just luckily for me though, 
those I don't need much volume at all. I just need like for chess, maintenance volume for chess for me is like six sets a week. So Yeah, I I feel you on the the delts. They're one of my I think a lot of people have that with delts where it's just like they just don't have a high proclivity to get sore and damaged and they mm-hmm. so they just they're, they're pretty well yours are big but they're small comparative to other muscle yeah. groups so yeah yeah they just recover super fast you can do but, like literally like like 10 sets of training session and you're like eh. like i'm tired but like i can usually do this again tomorrow because i know i won't be sore unfortunately <laughs> for me my, my one special body part yours is quads mine's biceps and it's like i can get away with such a little bite like i do two sets my biceps like crushed oh. uh, which most it, there doesn't seem to be many people that have that <laughs> no no that's super rare yeah yeah i i dude i need like to focus on my biceps my last train cycle i was hitting them three times a week for my final mezzo eight sets per session wow <laughs> Yeah, to me, yeah. that would just, I don't even know. They just wouldn't be able to recover from it. They'd just be yeah, yeah. It'll just be junk volume for, you yeah. know, like a third of the way through at that point for you. <laughs> but then my quads, they can get up close to 20 sets if I need them to. Like, I like my trade off. <laughs> I don't want to do. I don't yeah. need that many sets of hack squats. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, and this is why, like we said before, like the diet, the training, like if Ch- Charlie did my program, I did his, it would just be completely like bonkers. Um, and actually, this is one of the questions we got that came through. So I guess you can expand on that. Uh, where is it? It was from, to get the name, Petros Nazos. He said, what is your difference in training versus Mike? Um, versus Mike. You know what? Not much. I think that's why um, we are such great training partners. Uh, it just mesh so well. It's it's especially since one strength levels pretty much equal for most movements. A lot of times, like I would say, eighty percent of the time, we use the exact same weights. The slight variances in rep ranges, but you know who cares if you know someone's doing a few more reps and less, whatever, right? Uh, frequency, pretty much the same, <laughs> uh, quad volume. We're the same. We don't need much. He may, he might need a set or two more than I do, but right. you know, in the grand scheme of things, that's not much hamstrings. We both like three sets of hands are like, we're smoked. Um, yeah, that one's that. Yeah. I, I really thought about that actually. Why we made such great training partners is because we, we didn't have to keep lugging weights on and off and, uh, our training, uh, volume and frequency were the same so all our training sessions just like lined up perfectly yeah i imagine jared can't be too dissimilar from you guys either can he because he's also back biceps they're the things he's always working on uh he's not too dissimilar except calves that motherfucker needs like (laughs) two sets of calves a year that's his mvv for his calves so Fuck him. <laughs> I think I may have grown my calves. I was using a weighted vesta on my prep. I think they might have just grown from that. It's not even the direct work that yeah. grew them. I was like, they look bigger. I think it's the weighted vest. <laughs> it could be, yeah. So think about it. How, how many reps per leg with yeah. weight on? Oh, man. Oh, man. No, I, I would not be surprised. Uh, one of my friends, actually, um, all he does is play golf. He's a little bit overweight. He plays golf a lot, like I would say two times a week at least. And uh, his calves are leaner and shapelier and bigger than Jared's. Oh my God. <laughs> no, so if you put them side by side, you say, which one's the bodybuilder? You'd be like, I mean, they're both bodybuilders, but this one's definitely the better bodybuilder. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> and Jared, yeah, his calves are absolutely ginormous. Um, yeah, yeah, that'll make sense. Are you still doing your... And I guess actually you periodize it a little bit. I don't know if Jared also does because I think he did it maybe a little bit more permanently. I think you all probably periodize it though. AM and PM training, are you still splitting up sessions um, or some you do, some you don't? Uh, so yeah, um, right now I'm not. It's like uh, my post-show rebound phase about a month long. Uh, it's really interesting. It's like a only time I have like a loosely structured training phase where 
I just do. You hate it. <laughs> no, no, no. I you love, like it. But yeah, yeah. So you I usually it. hate this. I u- usually hate this, but I love it because, as you know, the pumps are just like, you can't hate a, hate a giant pump, right? So I just do uh, three uh, pretty much training days, uh, back buys, legs, and all push. And I just keep rotating them. And there's no rhyme or reason. And I take days off when I need. Pretty loose. But uh, every time, other time they're near, like uh, this mass coming up, uh, likely will be, you know, six days of training, and two of them will be AMPM. Um, we've, like you, like, you know, we've, uh, Mike and I have tried uh, upwards of 13 sessions a week. So out of the six days, we do five two-a-days. Um, and what we learned, at least for us, is that uh, the benefit we got from that I mean, we can see it. Um, so we decided to scale back and kind of uh, try less and less training volumes, even up to a point where I think he was, at least I was doing only one a days. Um, and that was maybe a little uh, not enough, especially because uh, during that PM, I usually just hit my shoulders a lot and that needs a ton of volume. So I think where... I landed on at least I think he did too, is that for us, uh, two, two a days a week works really well, especially since that PM session is just to hit some shoulders and biceps. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's something I've played around. I, I did like six, two a days for a long oh time. <laughs> right. Just Jerry, split. Jerry did that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's where my hamstring, like I could legit like train quads in the morning, do hamstrings in the evening and things like this. Whereas now, most of my leg training sessions I do all just in one because I'm just like after I've trained my legs hard I'm wrecked I can't like I don't want to come back I'm just done Um, whereas my upper body days I tend to do three uppers actually and then I split those up because it's just a lot to do oh yeah for sure so it feels (laughs) worthwhile so yeah it's cool to hear that you've kind of yeah you've experimented as you'd expect um let's see we have time for probably one more good question so uh, actually, I'm going to ask this one because I think it's going to be a quick answer. So, Sarlift Log said some aspect of training he disagrees with on the RP principles. Is there anything you disagree with? Oh, oh, on the RP principles, um, not no, because uh, I mean, I I think if you really understand what the RP principle of training is. Uh, it's very broad in that it fits the individual at the end of the day. So, yeah, I, I don't have any issues with any of the principles that we uh, kind of put out there regarding training. There's no set equation or set number of sets that you have to do in regards to any muscle. It's always, there's always a caveat, you know, whatever fits, you might be different. So you need, might need to alter this for your needs. Yeah, I think it's, when he, like he calls it RP principles, or you could almost just call them, and I think RP like the scientific principles, and it's like yeah. like you said, there's lots of roads to Rome, many methods, uh, and yeah, I think it's well answered. That's why I thought it'd be a short answer. <laughs> uh, so then we have one from Victor Victor's Lab Binger. He asked, "I know cereal is your post workout meal, and you like having that. What do you like to have pre?" Oh. Uh, so I've tried so many different uh, pre, I guess, workout meals, like big ones, small ones, different timing, like close, far, two hours, two hours away. Uh, I think I've landed on during my mass. I'd like to have a small banana, like something like 25 grams of carbs, something simple, um, and 25 grams of whey. I sip half of it, and then I have the rest during my workout with like 20 grams of simple carbs. Uh, it might not seem like a lot. Uh, for a guy like my size, uh, but for me, um, that's what helps me kind of like power me through the workout and also not weigh me down. And once again, this is not something that everyone should do. I know some guys they like to have a big meal, like an hour before, which is probably fine if you get through your workout. It powers you through. Have at it, right? Some people like Mike. He likes training fasted, which is completely fine too. I train fasted during my prep. Um, I feel better that way uh so yeah right now it's 
a small dinky banana and a, a scoop away. <laughs> and are you doing a box of cereal at the moment? You get, do you just do a box? Pretty much. Time? So yeah. So I, I like to cap my uh, carbs at right around like 250 to 275 grams per sitting. And unfortunately, the if I eat the whole box, it puts me right around 300 or so, which is, I know the difference is not much, but I'm like, oh, I'll just save it later. And I end up not eating it or munching on it later. Uh, but yeah, almost a full box of cereal and then like uh, close to a liter of uh, Fairlife for milk with some protein powder. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting for the Fairlife sponsorship <laughs> deal oh, to come. Do you guys have that over there? Yeah. Wait, no, no, I was saying because Mike kept posting yeah. it like, Give it. We don't have Fairlife. No, we've like our milk selection is yeah, it's it's not as good. Oh, <laughs> lactose free milk is actually quite like quite expensive here. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think most things are quite expensive over there. It could be groceries, right? Yeah, from what I hear, at least. Yeah, it's yeah. not quite. We just don't sell it in the same like bulk as well. Like we always yeah. like a liter is like <laughs> that's big. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? Um, I think people, I don't know if this is why, but in terms of the carbohydrate limit, is that down to like uh, digestion and assimilation limits of like carbohydrates per hour or anything for, for like me. that? Yeah. yeah okay. It's me. just, I, you, I just, yeah, I just I'm trying to science right, it. And <laughs> right around that, that period, like that, that marker for post-workout, I, anything more, it sits in my stomach a little longer, but if I have around 250, 275, about 35 minutes to 45 minutes later, I'm like starving and I slam another 200 grams of carbs and yeah, it cool. works for me. I'm going to chuck one more question at you. And this is yeah, from yeah, <laughs> JK Lima Oliver said the weirdest thing that happened to you as a result of prep. Did anything happen weird in prep? I had a weird, oh, so towards the end. Um, so if you look at some of my photos on my Instagram towards my the end of prep, like the last month, uh it was weird the whole time but i only noticed the last month because i'm like man i'm getting like soup like i'm like le like i have veins everywhere waking up like i have literally no nothing to pinch on my stomach it's like millimeters of skin right and like striations everywhere i'm like what the like what the fuck is wrong with myself i was like bloated in my midsection if you look at my photos it's like kind of evident and uh, some of them um, and it's, uh, I guess something we learned was that my body produces a ton of bloating with Brussels sprouts. I was eating a kilo and a half a day, which seems like That's a lot. Enough. Yeah. But, uh, the, the, the prep prior I was eating just as amount, same amount in broccoli and I was completely fine. I thought, you know, Brussels yeah. sprouts, broccoli is similar. Uh, no, not the case. <laughs> so, uh, we cut that out about two weeks prior and within a week, my waist just like shrunk in. So th that was really weird, weird and frustrating, very frustrating because, you know, you get leaner, 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 but then that waist doesn't come in Oof. as a bodybuilder getting close to like showtime. You're like, uh, what's going on? So that's where all those like, yeah, the little things really like, you notice everything when you're that lean, like the little yeah, things. Yeah, really exactly. Added. And you know what? That's the one time where like I had some self doubt in my head in that, like I'm like I felt I'm like I know this is stupid I know this is stupid what I'm about to say but I'm like is it GH gut I'm like no 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 it's not the thing <laughs> what am I doing <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to keep your head screwed on at that point. Like you either need a coach or someone who is like overseeing things so you exactly can just, like, and that's where test coaches you. are invaluable, right? Guys like you to lead people through preps. That's where Jared and Mike was. Jared was looking straight up says, "Cut all Brussels sprouts out." And no sugar alcohol. I'm like, is that it? You think he's like, do it. And like, I'm like, I have doubts. And I'm like, five days in, I'm like, my waist is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Charlie, we've come to an hour. So I want to thank you very much for your time. Uh, I reckon the listeners are going to have really enjoyed this. And I think I you did so. a really good job of, I mean, I was only asking questions about you, but you made sure to like clarify, like, uh, I think if anything, like a big take home is individualization. Like you made that very evident that like, this is what I'm doing, but it might not be what you're doing and you've learned along the way. So I think that's been really cool to hear. And if people want to keep following you, follow your journey, follow your off season, follow you GoPro um, at some point, uh, where should they head? Uh, go to Instagram uh, at Charlton underscore banks. 
They should know that by now. (laughs) (laughs) And then if they want to pick up some clobber, that's also uh, yours. It's Team Full Rum, Rom, isn't it? That yeah, is at literally what's on your yeah, t-shirt. Yeah, that's uh, Mike, Dr. Mike, Jared Feather, and I. Um, and yeah, come check us out also. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you soon. Take care. So I'm Steve Hall, founder of Revive Stronger and a coach of Revive Stronger. My name is Pascal Floor. I'm the co-owner of Revive Stronger and also a coach, of course. Revive Stronger has probably been going solidly for three years, probably roughly about three years. Revive Stronger, to me, it is becoming kind of my child, my foster child. It's the gathering and getting together of like-minded people. We've been expanding the coaching team, which is helping us help more people. Uh, but each coach can only help a certain number of people. Right now, it's all over the place. We have YouTube, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, but there isn't that community aspect behind that. And so the next step for us is developing a membership site. So basically, we want to create a family and a community that is then benefiting from another, a really cool community for people within our little niche. It's going to be a website. They will get early access to our podcast. You can access us, ask us questions, the community aspect. We have a forum there. You can ask questions, but also you can can lock your journey. There's also going to be courses on there, courses, presentations on different topics, discount of past seminar footage. We will log our journey as well. We'll start vlogging. We're going to have documentaries, our entire athletic journey. Furthermore, they get access to an exercise video library. The exercises that we love for hypertrophy and maximizing hypertrophy, we're going to go through those in depth, telling you how to execute them. We kept them concise and also mobile friendly so that you can watch them in between your sets. I'm super excited to grow this community. The amount of value that we're going to be delivering is huge. And I'd love you to be part of it. You will get so much out of that. I'll see you inside.